Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Well, hello. Buongiorno, Emily. <laughs> Buongiorno. <laughs> Buongiorno. <laughs> Michelle, how are you? I am so great today. How yeah. about you? I'm doing pretty well. Awesome. Pretty well. Yeah. You know, I had that little... Uh, slight issue with somebody oh. in Massachusetts ordering a pizza on my debit card. Well, you know, you always talk about wine and pizza and talking I, about how well, everybody needs to sit at home in their pajamas yeah, and yeah, eat their yeah, pizza. Right. I think somebody took liberty with your card. Yeah, not a listener. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a listener, but uh, somebody yeah, in Massachusetts. It just took forever to get through on the, the bank uh, customer service line to get everything you know shut down and, and reissued and all that sort of I'm stuff. I'm usually one of those people that's like yelling at the, you know, the the computer that's like, you know, press one for this person, press two for that person. And I, you know, and Help then, her. Yeah. rep now. Yeah. Right. Please. <laughs> they were saying things like, you might, uh, we're sorry for the delay. You might, you know, due to high volume of calls, mm-hmm. you might experience a delay of eight minutes or more. It was 52 minutes oh before I talked to somebody. So that's why I was a little late to the studio. I promise I won't be uh, all tied up in a knot uh, throughout the show, but what a craziness. We have all kinds of great conversation before us to help get your mind off somebody, you know, taking advantage of uh, your card. It must have been one really tasty pizza at (laughs) $28.87, and I shut it down. Oh Shut it down. Good. Good. Yeah, those people, that person in Massachusetts. Did you get like an alert? How did you know? Well, so I, I do one of those like rebate programs or like when you um, when you are uh, use your debit card somewhere, they'll give you like a, a rebate, um, you know, $1.50 because you ate at this one restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving home and I get this notification like, you just earned 91 cents from your Pizza Hut purchase. And I was like, whoa, what? I didn't order a Pizza Hut. So I, I of course, called my college aid son first mm-hmm. in my good motherly tone. Did you order pizza from Pizza Hut without asking, <laughs> using my money? And uh, his response was like, Mom, we don't have a Pizza Hut here in Fulton. Oh, my god! <laughs> I was like, okay, got to get off the phone. Bye. And then I asked my, my high school age son in the same tone right. of voice. He's like, I didn't order pizza. I'm like, good, fine. You know, get off the phone and immediately, you know, got right. onto the bank web, web So website. a rebate program can serve as a fraud alert system, <laughs> it apparently. It was a fraud alert for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I, I even went onto that app to see if there was like a, a way to alert the app that that would have been a fraudulent purchase, but there wasn't. Hmm. So I'm just going to, you know, bank that 91 cents. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's fair. I did. Well, you, you definitely earned it with an hour of call time. Oh, resolving Emily, the Emily, I know we are women, but I really think that my time is worth a lot more, more than, than 91, 91 cents. cents an hour. Oh, so true. <laughs> so true. You earned that and more, trust me. Well, we are going to make up for that tonight because we have, we have, We have a buffet in front of us. Oh my gosh, so many delectables, wonderful wine, wonderful guests, as always. I'm going to to issue a warning for any of our YouTube 
uh, watchers, if you are on a diet, do not watch mm. this episode because yeah. we have so much food you in front of us. And for we, sure. You will be very envious. Yes, <laughs> yes. So anyway, what do we have tonight, well, Emily? we have not one, but two amazing women at our table. Meredith Such is joining us today. Yay! Hello, everybody. Hi, Meredith. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and then Elena Barbero is here for all the way from Piedmont, Italy today. <laughs> Hi, Elena. Hi, and uh, <laughs> thank you to have invited me here. Oh, we're so happy this. to have you join us. So Meredith and I know each other from the wine world of St. Louis, yes. as I have, you know, um, going around various tastings and restaurants for a solid couple of years now, I've been running into Meredith with great frequency until finally we're like, hey, I think we should be friends. She did the yeah. same thing <laughs> with me. Right? You know? <laughs> I know. I, actually, I think Emily st- was stalking you. <laughs> I think you that's what, what she did with me, too. You know, that I'm la- that- I never know if people like want to be my friend because of me or because of all my wine. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. Well, it's kind of true, though. Like, you know, I, it, it's, it's really fun. I, I, I'm so blessed to always have beautiful wine. And because I have beautiful wine, I meet great people and beautiful people people in. Well, I can tell you that Emily, I'm sure, wanted to be your friend because of who you are, because I did not have beautiful wine in my cellar. They didn't even have a cellar before Emily met, before right. I met Emily. So, I mean, I'm just going to go you know, go ahead and make that caveat. It's all about the people. It's about the people. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes. The wine is just a bonus. Yes, it is. Yeah. It yeah. is. So. And so, Meredith works for Tavolo Vigneto, which is a wonderful uh, distributor in St. Louis that really specializes in Italian wine. And um, and so we've collaborated on a few occasions, which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. And I love all of the wines in her portfolio. And so I actually left the decision of what wines we're going to be tasting today to Meredith. This is exciting. This is a first, isn't it? Yes. And then, of course, Elena comes from a long background of of wine. She grew up um, with vineyards in her family. She works for um, an exporter of Italian wine called... Agrement Italia. Yes, and Meredith, in, how would you English, say that in English? Agrement Italia. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's perfect. I'm trying. Agrement Italia. Agrement Italia. It's a very international name. Yes. an international name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Agrement Italia. We've got it. Yes. yes. Exactly. It. Exactly. That is yeah. the hashtag. So, Meredith, what are we drinking? So, we are lucky to have two different wines. I, I pulled from um, what Elena represents. A few, she represents uh, a few wineries in our portfolio uh, because we're the we're the importer of her wines, and uh, so today for the whites we have a white and a red. Um, and I know it was it was fun because I I I'm, I I am a fan of the podcast as oh. well, <laughs> so Yay. I understand the concept of what you ladies try <laughs> mm-hmm. to do, and uh, and so it was important to me. Um, I wanted to pick something, uh, one that was kind of uh, a treat. For for all of us, uh, and uh, and also some of my favorites. So, the first wine that we're going to talk about is a white wine, and uh, the um, producer name is Brick Centurio, and uh, they're located in Barolo in Piedmont, which Barolo is one of the most famous um, sites in the world to, for for wine production. And just uh, kind of north of Barolo is a small area called Roero, and uh, and in Roero, this is where this grape, their famous white grape, grows called Arnace. 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 And so how do you spell that? A R N E I S. Arnace. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Arnais is known for being um, very aromatic. Uh, a lot of uh, the Italian wine. So, it, you know, the Italians always make wine to go with their food. They mm-hmm. rarely drink wine without food, and uh, and so all of it pairs beautifully with food, and uh, and this is no exception. So an ancient varietal, um, I can let Ellen, I can let Elena talk about it a little. The 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 um, the name of the wine itself is called the Ciro di Fossile, which is translates for us into site of the fossils. And what's unique about the soil in this area and uh, soil, and we talk about terroir, mm-hmm. and you've, you've heard this rephrase before on your show, um, that terroir talks about where a vine sits. Oh. And uh, it's the area surrounding it, whether or not, uh, so we talk about soil and we talk about things like uh, whether what, what way it faces, whether it's north and south or east or west. And these things all matter in your vineyard. Uh, for especially for ripening pur- purposes, and um, so this is a beautiful. And so the soil underneath here is literally covered with fossils. It's very sandy and lots of uh, fossils of crustaceans, and it really comes out in the salinity of the wine. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, just, I'm picking that up yeah, right away. Yeah. yeah, well, it is quite tasty, and mm. there are no crustaceans inside the wine. No, <laughs> no. in the bottle. <laughs> the, you know, thankfully, no. the fossils are at the location. Yes, and not that, actually that in, the in the wine. So that, my friends out there, that's fascinating, right? Yeah. So what did you say fantastic. about the wine, Elena? Yeah, I think that, uh, thank you, Merit, because you made a wonderful introduction about uh, this wine and also about uh, our land. Um, it's uh, really, as uh, you told, uh, this uh, freshness, uh, this uh, sapidity and this complexity that you can find in the wine, it's really coming from the land. Uh, in Italy, we have uh, a special land uh, for different kind of grapes. And uh, the Roer Arnais has his more vocated place in the, uh, in the Roero wine area. In Piemonte, we have three most important wine production area. They okay. are... Lange, Roero and Monferrato. So the Roero mm-hmm. is one of the uh, actually most, most important and most famous. And uh, we have just to believe and to know that in 2016, these three uh, wine area sites have uh, um, taken the uh, UNESCO recognition. Recon- oh, but, so uh, as World Heritage uh, Site, yes, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Mm, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and if you have the opportunity uh, to come in Piemonte, of course uh, you can't miss to uh, to take a car and uh, just drive around the Hover oh, Hills yeah. because it's uh, really something it's amazing that it's impossible to explain just by words. Mm-hmm. You should uh, you should oh, see my with the eyes. Yeah, when <laughs> well, I when I go next year to Italy, I'm going. Oh, Italia. Oh, are you? Yes, I'm, yeah. <gasps> oh. My taking my daughter. We're taking it. We're doing a trip around Europe as a congratulations on her graduating um, college, oh, and then exciting. just because I'm you choose the best, uh, and then because I'm getting a little older, <laughs> a special birthday. So we're gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I mean, I planned to go to Italy to see my friends in Modena, but. But this is exciting, yeah, because Italy is just so beautiful. 
uh, people who live there have to make such sacrifices every day to look at the the beautiful (laughs) topography (laughs) and the mountains and the sea and and the wonderful aroma and the wine with every meal. Yeah, every meal. I have yet to go to Italy. It's (gasps) I know. Can you? I and it's it is top of my list because you know there's so much fashion queen. I I can't believe you haven't been to Milan. I the my problem with Italy is that it is there's so much of it I want to explore. It's overwhelming. Like I can't pick a starting place. Like you know I I want to. I you know Florence and Rome and you know. Tuscany and Cinque Terre and like you know the Amalfi Coast like there's right. so many right. oh in Venice you know I mean I can just go on and on and on Rome Modena <laughs> right. right all these places but so. you should know that uh, also for us that we are Italian uh, it's so difficult to explore everything everywhere mm-hmm. because uh, also in the countryside uh, but also in the city yeah. there are so many things that we all should visit mm-hmm. should <laughs> yeah. know and should see <laughs> so funny. i personally traveled a lot but it's not enough <laughs> to right. discover everything we have yeah. the same problem in the united states you know there's oh, many fact, yeah. famous, i'm I, I don't think I know many people that have been to all of our states and in all of our national parks and all of our many treasures that we have around. And even just locally here in St. Louis, I haven't been in the arch since I was like three years old. So, like, you know. (laughs) Well, I'm going to warn you, Emily. It hasn't changed that much. <laughs> Still, the same device takes you up That's and brings creepy. you down. That is a scary. They did all that money. System. They spent all that money, but it's still that same egg-shaped clickety clack, to get you to the top, all the way up. And okay. then you know you still have to lean out and look out the the windows. windows. Yeah, that's yeah. still that's still the same. So you know it'll just feel smaller now because you're because you're older, right? Okay. <laughs> but it is the same size. Okay, so I won't need help. Looking out the windows this time, no one will I'll need to actually pick you be up. able to. Right? Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Well, but uh, if you have the opportunity to come in Italy, everywhere you are, um, you should taste the local wine yes. because everywhere mm-hmm. in Italy uh, we have a really fine wine, and each wine is uh, typical of one region, one area. So uh, you really can enjoy the typical food. Uh, bear with the, the typical wine. So what would be the food from the region that you would serve with this white wine that we're drinking? This white wine uh, is uh, very special because uh, uh, it's very easy to drink, uh, really uh, fine and nice, uh, fresh, uh, but uh, with a really nice balance and complexity. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, a very nice bouquet of uh, fruits and flowers. Mm-hmm. And this kind of bouquet really coming from the land and also uh, and this balanced uh, is thanks to the hand of the winemaker of course right so right. i can say that it's really versatile because uh, you can uh, just enjoy a glass of wine as aperitif uh, with a small uh, um, small plant of cheese or something like that or also alone but it's uh, also very very good uh, with uh, some food some uh, fish for example uh, or um, 
uh, vegetable, I can say uh, maybe some ham or salami. Mm-hmm. With the meat, I would prefer the red wine. Okay. So it's tremendously versatile is what you're yeah. saying here. Yes. yes. And I'm, I think this would still be a very good wine if you just wanted to come home and just drink it. Mm-hmm. And not eat anything else. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it definitely can. Yeah, it stands alone without food as well. Without any food. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is very pretty. I, I agree with the this is lovely. beautiful floral notes. It's so interesting to me because I'm not as experienced with a lot of Italian wine. And so the floral notes are very different than like the floral notes that I would describe in France. Or, Absolutely. You know, and knowing that it's the, the, the soil and the region, you know, you have different plant life in that area. So it makes perfect sense to me that like it's floral but I can't pin my nose on it right, you know right. and um, I you know I I love all wine and I, I really geek out kind of on the science of wine sometimes <clears throat> excuse me and one of my favorite things that I learned recently is that um, so it doesn't make sense that there's a molecule of flavor that would come up from the soil right so okay. why does that soil matter so much because it's not it's not as if it's literally giving the flavor to the wine. So how does that happen? Well, we know that sandy soils create this like really beautiful aromatic sense in a wine. So that's mm-hmm. why you get a lot more aromatics to this wine. Because it really is, if you put your nose in there, we kind of like we're talking with the listeners, it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're sitting with a bunch of white flowers in your nose next to a stream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like it's definitely. Really, you, definitely you get this kind of fresh, earthy, but in but in this in this white wine. Um, but they found, uh, and this is, it's, it's still in such early studies, but uh, that it's microbes that don't die uh, in the wine. So like, especially in natural winemaking processes, which both of these are. Um, there's no the, the best thing about Italian wines to me and why I love to represent them is that they have the strictest wine laws in the world. Seriously. Really? Yep. Even yep. more so than France? Absolutely. Wow. So there's no such thing. Uh, and typically is, uh, especially when you get up to these higher levels that what we call DOCG, um, it's really the, the fruit that comes out of the vineyard is what you get to use. Like there's no adding of acid and no adding of okay. sugar and chapelization, we call that. Mm. And um, so it's but really how it's you feel a lot better the next day after drinking these wines. It is very true. And it's that. one of the reasons when people go to Italy and they're like, I could drink so much wine and I never had a hangover. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, you were on vacation. Right? So <laughs> who really gets a hangover on vacation? But that does have a lot to do with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Perhaps. <laughs> Depends on Once where you go, I guess. Twice. Well, that's because I'm you're drinking the tequila. Right? I <laughs> Had a hangover on exactly. vacation. <laughs> Rarely, however, I can I can attest to the fact when I was in Italy in June and we had wine with every meal. I was in the uh, uh, Modena, which is the red. Uh, there is in Modena. There is the Lambrusco. Lambrusco. Mm. Oh, and I love I love Lambrusco. Ooh, we'll have to do that sometime. Yeah, I, I love Lambrusco. Lambrusco. Now. Um, but I ate the food. I drank the wine. I didn't have any problems, the digestion or anything like that. It was like, this is lovely. I could, I should just move here. Mm-hmm. I should make the sacrifice <laughs> like all the other Italians and, you know, yes. every day have to, you know, look at this beautiful world and drink this fantastic wine. Yes. That's why yeah. I imported here to St. Louis. So you can feel like Give you're there. Like a little, a little bit, right, a, right. Little, a little piece of, of it. <laughs> Italia's with me. Well, I'm interested in getting some descriptions from you. I I'm I getting, haven't heard your description okay, well, yet. Well, so I'm I'm getting I'm getting persimmon, a little um, in some lemon, and uh, those beautiful yeah. flowers, the white flowers, and a little white pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, there is 
a bit of uh, a really soft hints of white pepper. Mm-hmm. And also some, um, uh, I can feel some pineapple. Mm. And uh, of there's, course, there's a uh, suppleness there. Of course, green apple and mm. pear. And yeah. um, this contrast between uh, really different uh, um, uh, different hints um, make the results of this special bouquet. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? I'll reserve my Meredith. What are your thoughts? Oh, I just to, for me, I love the. I, to me, it's a Meyer lemon. Definitely. In fact, I just got some. I they're, agree. they're in the stores right now, and it's like this. Yeah. It's an intense lemon. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a fresh kind of squeezed citrus. It's kind of kind of almost the oil of the lemon versus. Totally um, agree. Yeah, yeah, that's what I and I just and we were talking about pairings for us. I think going out and and what we do um, for me piccata. Is one of my favorite pairings oh, with this wine. Oh, this would right? be lovely with that. Oh my that. gosh, with, yeah, with the, yeah, the lemon the and white wine. And yes, the, yeah. the, the, the saltiness can stand mm-hmm. up to it. Um, another another great pairing is risotto, like a veggie risotto, because oh. right? it can kind of acid can kind of cut through that kind of fattiness. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's one that of my, sounds great. <laughs> uh, again, I, I made the disclaimer for any of our YouTube watchers, but any of our podcast listeners out there who might be dieting right now, this is probably not the episode <laughs> for you because we've talked well, about some really the great keto diet, yeah, right? I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I follow the keto plan and this, mm-hmm. everything, you know, can, yeah. everything uh, except the crackers on the table. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good. Or the risotto. Uh, well, yeah, I don't. Right. right. That's not on I, the reserve, table. I reserve the risotto for special occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is, I mean, this is fantastic. And what I like about this white wine, it's not hard to drink at all. You know, some white wines, you're just, just like, whoa, that's too much sugar or or it leaves them some, it was just like, it's too harsh. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like, it's like it's the, the, the child in the beauty pageant that's like, <laughs> look at me, look at me. But that's not this wine. That's not this wine at all. This wine, when I first tasted it and then subsequently continued to taste it, um, I just I, I keep seeing like a really pretty feminine pair of white satin panties and mm. bra combination. Yep, you know, like like fresh and springtime. You know, like like mm-hmm. like not wedding night lingerie. No, just more not like- wedding night lingerie. <laughs> oh. oh Lord knows, no Lord knows. No. I no. love wedding night lingerie. I think oh, it's sure. so pretty. And I why? Agree. Why do? You, why can you only wear it on a wedding night? It's white. I mean, you could wear I it any time, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you can. But I, I this was not how I tasted this wine. Okay. Though it's not wedding okay. night lingerie. It's just like a, just white satin, like pretty. a white satin, pretty. You know that that match. Mm-hmm. You know that they match, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it just kind of makes me think of you know springtime. I like that. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. This All wine right. does make you think of springtime, definitely, mm-hmm. and we, which is what we need right now. <laughs> we do oh. um, today, listeners. Is it's like five degrees. Mm-hmm. I know this snow. will probably already be feeling like July when this uh, uh, airs mm-hmm. in three weeks because that's how our our climate is in St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> um, but it's very very cold. So I want to ask both of you, um, our both of our guests. Um, you are both uh, have chosen a career that's fairly male-dominated, and you're both, you know, successful in your careers, sommeliers, which is not, uh, you know, that's quite an accomplishment. 
Um, what is it? Do you with the, having the the degree of the sommelier? Um, are you as equally as respected as men in the industry who are at the same level? And do you feel that? Do you feel that clash of being a woman in a still heavily male-dominated world? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but um, today I can say that uh, as a sommelier, uh, women and men are at the same level. Um, it's, uh, first of all, a passion. I make uh, the, the course with uh, uh, women and men friends and uh, we create a really nice uh, group mix, women and men. Uh, I started to work in the wine business uh, when I was really young. I was only 24 years old. Well, hold on. You said you when you were like four, you were taking the grapes off the you were harvesting with your family. So I yes. would say that you've been in the wine business yes. a lot longer <laughs> your than entire life. <laughs> your entire life. <laughs> we would in count reality, that. Yeah, in reality, <laughs> my, my story with the wine business uh, started from always, from right. I was born, because uh, I grew up uh, in the vineyards. I can right. say my parents and grandparents and grand-grandparents had vineyards, so it's part of uh, our culture and our family history uh, but uh, as my uh, job with right. agreement Italia he started uh, when uh, he started when uh, I was 24 years old okay at that time uh, I had an opportunity uh, that was to take a flight and uh, attend my first wine uh, exhibition but in China Oh, wow. <laughs> now, did you study Chinese in school? Of course, no. no. <laughs> no. I, at that time, I was still uh, uh, students in the university. Uh, of course, I never make uh, such a long uh, flights okay. uh, before that time. And, and so I was really afraid about that, uh, even because uh, I thought uh, to... To be not, uh, uh, not uh, I can say, ready for uh -huh. that kind of experience. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, my boss, <laughs> believe me, and uh, he, she told me, I'm sure it. you can do it. Yes. I decided to, I to, boss, to take the, the opportunity and... Uh, um, play the game, right. you can say. Uh, and so I take that flight and uh, I attended uh, the, my first the first exhibition of my life. Uh, how I really large was the exhibition? It was one week, more or um, less. And how many, how many people were uh, how there many people? how many wines? Yeah. Oh, I had uh, wines from uh, three different uh, wineries, uh, all from Piemonte. And... Uh, Fortunately, I met a lot of Italian producers there, oh. but mm. I lived alone, so I didn't know before. Uh, 
uh, I was uh, in, uh, in Guiyang, that it's a not really common city in China. So it was full of Chinese people <laughs> that were not speaking <laughs> English at all. And my English at that time was or really Italian, bad. Italian, right? They don't speak Italian, no, Italian either. Italian. <laughs> they, they didn't know where was the Italian, maybe. <laughs> so it was not easy, but it was really, really, really wow. fun. Wow. Is China, China a big market? It, China wine? is mm-hmm. a big Starting, market. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a big market. Very difficult because uh, uh, someone know a lot about the wine. Someone don't know anything and mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. aware of the price because yeah. they want a good wine for a cheap price. Sometimes not always. So uh, it's grow up. It's grow mm-hmm. up, but. Um, we are working uh, to to improve uh, in the market the sales of course but also to um explain them to trade to to teach them right educate mm-hmm. them to sure. educate them yes exactly also because uh, uh in every market if you speak about italian wine you should educate the people because we have so many wines uh, with uh, so a lot of the denomination that I can understand it's not easy to yeah. uh, it's not so immediate to, mm-hmm. to understand all the wines mm-hmm. so yes yeah so I think that's I think it's really interesting. I think her coming from the younger side mm-hmm. um, of this of this business that I don't think that there's such a disparity between men and women mm-hmm. uh, in in the business. I I think I have the pleasure of being a little bit older than Elena. <laughs> <laughs> Both and, of you and, celebrating a birthday at the end. I am. Of this we're week, to, which we're is celebrating birthdays in the, in, the, in, the, yes. in this week. And uh, well, happy birthday! A totally different age. <laughs> Thank <from> you. Each, <laughs> but, but that's okay. Um, and so when I started, it was. Totally different. I, it was a male dominated. I mean, absolutely male dominated mm-hmm. industry. Um, and I started studying. You know, I was uh, my path was uh, kind of the school of hard knocks. I, I mm-hmm. chose. Uh, I was in restaurants for twenty years, and uh, which I would say that mm, sixteen of that was in fine dining. Okay. And um, I started at a restaurant, uh, and I had always been on the bar bartending side. Um, so I, I had to know about it, and I have a pretty overall knowledge of of uh, liquor in general, which is mm-hmm. helpful. Because <laughs> um, you read a lot on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I know exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, so when I started, uh, I, I started working at a fine dining restaurant in Clayton, and uh, it was the first time that I had been waiting tables in a fine dining establishment. I was the only female on the staff for almost... Eight years. I mean, it was a long time wow. that I was the only woman. That's staggering. As, as a server, as a server, but that was pretty normal in fine dance. Fi- it's still kind of really normal. It is. It, it's starting to change because I think restaurateurs are finally seeing that women are better workers. <laughs> I don't want to say. You know, I get to say that on here, right? Oh, uh, and from a wine perspective, our palates are known better than mm-hmm. the palate of the men. That's the yeah. sommelier uh, association. Told. So that's like, that that's really? totally yeah, legit. because uh, the women can uh, find uh, some uh, taste that the men uh, mm-hmm. usually is not able. <laughs> there are some exception, but uh, in general, is that 
Yeah. Is that the association in Italy that recognizes that or like when I think it's a, just a general. In general. Yeah, that's it's, isn't it's that wonderful. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that we have a higher uh, and, then, and then there's levels of tasting, things like that. Oh, I'm at the bottom. <clears throat> I'm probably I'm not working actually. my you're, way you're, up. You're, you're, I'm working my I've been, way. I've up. been listening to your episodes. You're getting better. <laughs> I'm get better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I and I and I still think that um our industry is it's it's finally coming around. I mean, even I I took my first exam. I think I was like I think a Facebook thing popped up. And it was seven years ago. Was oh it my her? goodness! Yeah, be about seven years ago that I took my first level sommelier, and uh, in that experience, there were only three women in a in a room of I think thirty two that day. Wow! Um, and even when even two years later, when I went to take my certify exam, there was only three out of. Uh, I think there were 15 people that took the exam that day, and there was only three women. So mm-hmm. now you can, I, I think that it's come along a long way quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that, you know, that kind of, I think that's just really changed in the last, f- really like five to 10 years in our in the restaurant industry is this, that w- women are allowed to be led into the old men's clubs and, um and I and I think that's true, you know. And and uh, so it was really, and, and it wasn't until I put that pin on my shirt um, that it seemed like I got the some. Of the, the, it was not just respect. I, my my the guys that I worked with respected me absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know my what I was doing, but it became the respect of the businessmen that I was trying to sell wine to. Mm, it was like all right. of a sudden when I put that pin on my shirt, it was um, like I knew more than I did the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's in it, and it really, to me, was a pretty uh, unbelievable. Um, but it, but but that was the reason I went and did it because I wanted to be able to sell three and four hundred dollar bottles of wine without blinking. You know, right? And that was that's what the goal was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's now my. I mean, m- many years. You know, like I took my first wine class. I think, and we were talking about it in two thousand two. Uh, so I have you know a solid. 17 years under my belt right. of studying wine and and uh, and I love it. Now I get to focus. So, yeah. so I have a question for you. Do you like to drink 300 dollars bo- bottles of wine without blinking an eye? Good question, Michelle. <laughs> if somebody else is buying, <laughs> 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 then absolutely. I mean, there, there's a reason that those wines are that expensive. I mean, because they, for you know, typically it's a small production. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's the price point on this white that we're drinking? So I think if you walked into um, wine merch. It'd be around twenty-seven. Okay, so not crazy. And, and the Arnais grape, like this is a this is a small production. I mean, what do you know the production yeah, on this off the top of your head? I want to say it's, it's like, uh, like two thousand bottles. Yeah, I mean, two thousand like, bottles per year. Because That's astounding these to me. Are, right, all that work that goes into two thousand bottles. Right. This because is even less, the, the this uh, producer has also a base Royal Arnaise, and the production is a little bit bigger, bigger, not huge, of course. But this is Cito dei Fossili, and is a selection. Uh, so the the year production is uh, smaller. It's mm-hmm. really something special, and uh, it's passed also uh, a period in the a period in the oak barrel. Okay. That's why this structure in yeah, the wine. Right. Mm. That, that body. Yeah. Well, let's finish the white that's in our glasses yes. on our break and get set up for the red that Perfect. you brought also. Perfect. And we'll continue mm-hmm. this conversation. Sure. All right. You got you guys. I think that sounds down marvelous. That? All right, so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thank you very much.
we're back. Thank you for letting us finish the last of that amazing white wine. It was and fantastic. It was so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're I'm so- going to go get me myself a couple bottles of that from uh, Jason at the Wine Merchant. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm yeah, going to. Well, he will. He will know soon. So I think um, I'll text him on I- our next break. <laughs> Just send him a quick message. Hey, hold Jason, some back for yeah, me, Yeah, pull please. some off the shelf and uh, I need my own bag. I'm going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 9 yeah. a.m. Right. And you know they will have they it will ready have it there. to go They will have you. it there. They'll be like, we're so glad to see you. It's been a day. Um, <laughs> we missed you. We missed you. We don't know what you've been doing the last 24 hours when you haven't been in our store drink, buying our wine. Yeah. <laughs> doing, right. doing Facebook Live episodes. Tasting wine. <laughs> Tasting wine. Yes. Which I want to talk about that, the, a recent experience tasting wine a little bit later. Just remind oh, sure, me sure. to bring that back up. Okay. But, okay. you know, since you are going to be acquiring some of the wine we just um, drank. Yes. I also would like some bottles of wine that are in that like it's a Monday evening price point. Like oh, not you know, not the twenty seven dollar right, price point. Right, right. I mean, I love myself. I really do. But <laughs> I, I'm, I love I'm, you too, Michelle. I'm a little concerned about it. like you have kids now, in college. I have oh, I have kids in college. I have kids going to be going to college. I've got you have kids a trip graduating to Italy. college. <laughs> right, right. I have you know mortgages mm-hmm. and Things like that. Uh, you know. I yes. have to put like, you know, struts in the car. <laughs> <laughs> life. You have you life. Know, which is exactly why I should spend $27 mm-hmm. on a bottle of wine because of everything I just mentioned. Well, the truth of it is you get, what, four glasses out of a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. If you were going to go out to a restaurant, you would easily spend $10, oh, $12 easily on a glass. Mm-hmm. You know, that is and that's two not glasses even, of wine. that's not even as good as the wine that we no. just drank. no. It is something to think about when you're purchasing wine. I mean, I you know, I, I stand in stores because part of my job is to stand in retail, and that's how we met and originally. Yeah. And, um, and, and I always think it's very funny, especially in a place that has all organic food or something like that, and they have a whole—this th- is one of those things that uh, pretty much amuses me in, in, in my business because it, w- what's interesting in, in what I do, that I, I sell wine to the top 15% of the population of wine drinkers. So there's a whole 85% of people that— don't really care, right? They just mm-hmm. say, I mean, and, and and that's why you have these massively produced wines oh. that are five, seven, mm-hmm. nine dollars a bottle. I'm afraid um, of those bottles now. I have become, <clears throat> I, Emily has turned me into a burgeoning wine snob. Yeah, and, and, but there's a reason for that. I would I mean, say um, aficionado or aficionado. somebody who appreciates. I, I wouldn't am, say snob. I've always appreciated wine, but now I really appreciate wine. <laughs> and I hope our listeners have also like learned Mm-hmm. And expanded their their horizons on on the wine. You know, like mm-hmm. you can still be a volume drinker. It's just going to cost <laughs> you a lot more after you've listened to our podcast. But I think uh, that's just a couple of dollars more. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, wine it's also passion. So yeah. you can you have to. I don't know how can I say in English, but okay, try the it, people try it in Italian. We've been, been drinking. Yeah. I'm sure sushitare. We... In Italy, we say sushitare. It means uh, uh, the people has to, I can say, feel uh, mm. well with the wine. And when they start, they discover a word, and oh, sure. they start to uh, understand that there is There's no here. best pairing with uh, food. And the right wine. Mm. Okay. Usually, okay. Uh, okay. even if there are people that never drink wine or quality wine, when they mm, start 
to uh, try some good wines and some new wines, then it's a passion. So mm-hmm. right, right. You start. To, so I guess in a sense, more. Emily ignited the passion that yes. I had for yes. wine. That obviously was just right there under the surface. Um, drowning under all of the other wine that I had been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm no longer drowning under less than $10 bottles. My bank account is drowning now. I was just going to say. It really is. But that's okay. It's a passion. You know, you were maybe also more, you know, discerning about purchasing... um, no, you know what right. it's like to go to a no. wine tasting with Emily? We're tasting, we're tasting. Oh, this is good, this is good. And she'll look at me and she'll go, this is very good. And she'll just have me a bottle. <laughs> like, right. You need to buy this. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy this one too. And yeah. then we'll walk through the store and like, but this is a pretty label, Emily. What about this one? And she's like, well, all right. If you want to get the pretty label, good. Yeah, and we, just one. we have found some things that way. Off we of have. my pretty label. Yes. My we pretty have. label yeah. knows, yeah. It's kind of like picking yeah. your football team based on the uniforms. Oh, well, that's yeah. how yeah. I would that's, that's how I would go about it. I mean, it. I don't bet on the football teams, yeah. but uh, but I, but the other point too to that is that that's why you go to a shop like the wine merchant. Yeah, because he has bottles of wine that are ten dollars, or right around ten dollars, that are that he has picked because they are excellent they quality and and they work for you. Yeah, you know, so I. I I, I think that's where that's where it's important to use your local businesses and and use mm-hmm. your local wine guys around you. No matter what city you're in, go to the wine shop versus the big the big box. I totally agree. Right? And that's where you get the quality. Yeah, because yeah. you establish a relationship yeah. with them, and they get to know what you like, right. and then and then they can make recommendations based off that. You know. Yeah. So, what would your recommendation be for uh, a bottle of wine that would be? You know, a similar experience to this delightful uh, wine that we just had. Sure. Fosidi. So um, I would just do um, a younger Arnais or a different, like, there's different labels of Arnais. Um, so look for that grape name. That's Okay. That, and, you, and there are Arnais. There's Arnais in our market. I represent another Arnais that, uh, um, that is on the shelf for $10 less, at okay. least. Okay. Um, and you can find other ones. But it's not... Since it's not a grape that's so widely produced, the ones that are in our market are are, are nice representations of it. Okay. So, and I think you can find that it, that's kind of the style across the board for most of our um, most of the wines that you would see is that that you could find in our nace. So just look for that okay. grape name, and it's going to be. Almost all the time, this kind of lovely white floral, little bit of citrus, little nice minerality. That's that's pretty much across the board what that wine's going to be. Fantastic! Right. I'm all excited right. about it. I'm going to get this yeah. bottle and a and ch- another and another, another bottle. and then your Monday night wine, <laughs> my Monday night wine. <laughs> you know, or some Tuesday night wine. Uh, okay. Sometimes because I work with uh, different producers, and uh, sometimes uh, they give me uh, some really very interesting input to me. And I think about what to say to me. And uh, just last week, uh, one producer uh, of Royal Arnais as well, he say to me, uh, I love my job, so make a wine. Because uh, when you work 
with the wine and when you sell the wine you have uh, to uh, you, you work with the happiness of the people ah. because uh, when you drink a wine when you open a bottle of wine it's usually in a happy moment and it's true mm-hmm. because you open a wine in a restaurant in your home with your friends with your family but anyway it's to enjoy the time Right. And it's true. Yeah. I've been very happy lately. <laughs> I was drinking when you said that. Every ever, day. Ever since episode one. Ever right? since episode but it's something one. that yeah. is true. But sometimes you drink, you don't believe it. To, yeah. to that but no. it's true it's the reality and I love sharing a bottle of wine I mean oh, I no. joke about being yeah. you know like can I just drink this on my couch by myself surrounded by Cheez-Its and Oreos and that's that's on a rare occasion because mm-hmm. I really prefer to share because it. you need happiness that's, that's yeah. when you're on your sofa Everyone by yourself happiness. having Oreos that's like a a, t- a care for yourself moment, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. But I do I do prefer actually sharing the sure. bottom line Me with too. other people in the, the conversation, which is why we Me have this too. podcast. Right, exactly. Right? I mean, that's really at the heart of it. So, all right. So we drank the white and now we've moved on, on to, to Barbaresco. the red. Tell us what we're drinking. Yeah. Uh, Barbaresco... What we can say about Barbaresco is a great one of the uh, more great wine. Greatest or more great? More great <laughs> wine from Piemonte. Red wine mm. from Piemonte. Um, we used to say that uh, Barbaresco is the queen and uh, uh, Barolo is the king. We have two really important red wine in Piemonte. They are Barolo and Barbaresco. And uh, today we are we have the luckness to taste the Barbaresco. Yes, It's from uh, Tenuta San Mauro. That is a family business located in Castagnole delle Lanze, but has the vineyards of Barbaresco in Neve. Neve is one of the four small towns where is possible to produce the Barbaresco, because Barbaresco is possible to produce only in four different small towns in Piemonte. Mm-hmm. They are Neide, Barbaresco, Traiso, and San Rocco Senodalbio, that is a part of Hill. Uh, in Alba. Okay. So the production area, it's really small. Very small. Mm-hmm. That's why really this wine, it's really That's why special. It's pricier, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, so tasty. So, how many, yeah. how many bottles of this 2013 vintage? Uh, also, about this wine, uh, uh, the producer make uh, 1,500, 2,000 bottles per okay. year. Because this one that we are tasting is the Canova. Canova is the name of the crew. Of the Barbaresco. The, the name crew? of the crew. Yeah. Oh. That's what they call it. Oh. So we the, have AVAs. Right. The American Viticultural Areas. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would be in, in reference for us. I know people seem to be familiar with Napa Valley. There's smaller regions within Napa Valley, sure. like Stangsley, Yonville. So right. we're talking, we're going to something like that. So we're going to go to Barbaresco and we're going to go to Nieve. So we're in the, oh, and I then see. we're going to go to this smaller region called Canova. And really, you're referencing hillsides. Oh, That's, sure. Oh, it's, it's crazy how many, like, you're in this area that is smaller than, oh, let's have fun, smaller than, say... South City? Uh, smaller, yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> wow. More like more like Tower Grove. Oh wow! I mean, it, it's, oh, it's a small. It's a we're only talking. I think in total, it's like four miles by six miles. I mean, it's so very all small. the grapes for any Barbaresco is coming from that. Have to come that from that oh, region. Oh my gosh! And it's always a hundred percent of a grape called Nebbiolo. See, that is what amazes me. Like, you know, that really helps put perspective on pricing to me. Mm-hmm. It's really quite extraordinary that I could get a bottle of wine. You know, the four by six mile area Uh all the way here in St. Louis Uh Mm -hmm. that they only produce uh, 1,500 bottles. Well, there's only 1,499 bottles left. (laughs) Right. 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 We'd like to help them drink those other ones. We need to call Jason at the wine merchant and say, could you put that off to the side as well? Yes, he has this one as well. So let me ask you this. I remember way back, you know, when I was in my... um, Young, young years, you know. Uh, yesterday. Um, no, no, no. This is, this is much, much farther back. Um, I worked for Estee Lauder. And one of the great things about working for Estee Lauder was that we got free product so that we could, you know, try it, know about it, Be able talk, to talk about, about it. it. Yeah, that it, makes right? sense. That makes so sense. So how much do you get free product <laughs> that you get to enjoy and learn and brag? Is that part of your job? Do you get that, the, the wine bottle sent to you for you to try? Or is it on you to learn on your own? I no, I'm absolutely blessed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I would say you're probably the same. Like we don't. I mean, if it's outside of um, our production or mm-hmm. who we represent, then yes, we have. And I do purchase bottles here. Sure, and there. Yeah. Um, but because well, you've got a comparative analysis, mm-hmm. right? Rarely do I purchase other Italian wines because I, I have a, I have a yeah. beautiful <laughs> portfolio. Yeah. But I am. Yeah, you know, we are really proud to, to work with them. Because uh, they select from us uh, some of the best wineries that we have. But uh, in general, in their portfolio, they have only great wines Mm -hmm. and uh, only from Italian. So... So not, um, I mean, uh, a high percentage of our listeners are in St. Louis, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we do have listeners from the West Coast, East Coast, you know, Texas, we have some, you know, really all the world. Like fans all across yeah. the world. Would they be able to order from Tavola Vigneto? I mean, how does that work? Or like uh, in the United States, we're a three tier system. So I'm I am the importer, or we I should say we, not I. But um, go ahead, own and it. Then, it's fine. Right? <laughs> and then uh, and then so we and then we self distribute here in Missouri. Um, you have it's kind of like you sign a contract to where you can distribute and what states we have. Okay. Um, and then so and then I send a sell to a retailer that would sell to the end consumer. So. A uh, listener could maybe so just your go listeners, to I wine think, merchant. Yes, or have, have you worked anymore with mm-hmm. Vino Gallery? Yes, that's right. We have a, a, a partnership with Vino Gallery. Yeah, so they um, would be able to get up, online. Yeah, they've that. set up a Clitorally Speaking store that has wines that we have identified as wines that are delicious and recommended. Mm-hmm. And, um, they could, and they can. No, it's a great idea. Drop ship. Anywhere. Right. Okay. So, so that, yeah. that would be for anybody outside of St. Louis if they wanted to. We could talk to Alex and get these on the. Yeah. So the, so our listeners who are hearing about Cito de Fossili and Barbaresco who don't know how to walk into, but possibly into their own local mm-hmm. wine merchant wherever they live mm-hmm. and ask for these, but they could, they could reach out to, please reach out to our 
uh, email Absolutely. us. We can connect we'll you, you with Meredith. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And yeah. we'll figure out how to get you connected to the the most efficient way yeah. to get a bottle of this other states, in your own home. What other states do you, are you in right now in the United States? But because uh, we work with uh, different wineries, uh, we have different importers in U.S. Right. So we ha- we are in different uh, uh, states in U.S. And uh, mm, we are here in the, in the states that you re- represent right. for us, but also in New York, for example, in California, uh, and a lot of others that... Uh, okay. Yeah, but not only U.S. We work also in Asia and in Europe, and also in Canada. We are start- starting in U in South America. So oh. Agreement Italia is uh, everywhere, and everywhere that clearly speaking the podcast is, you can find Agreement Italia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like the best partnership, best yeah, like exactly. worldwide partnership. We really worldwide. support our part, our wineries yeah. to <laughs> promote their wines around the world. Yeah. Agreement Italia is uh, composite by six peoples right now. And uh, we really try to uh, travel a lot and uh, to, to represent our wineries uh, in the best uh, yeah. way that uh, we are able. Mm-hmm. And um, well, let's get, uh, right. let's get some notes Everywhere. on this, yeah. on the Barbaresco. So this, this one. Am I saying it correct? Barbaresco. Correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just keep getting more and more out of it with each each inhale. Just like a relationship. <laughs> it really is with this wine. Yeah, Barbaresco mm-hmm. is uh, one of the wine that we call meditation wine. Yes. yes. Because uh, when you open the bottle, uh, you need time. You should enjoy the time with mm-hmm. this kind of wine. You should enjoy the wine during the dinner or the occasion mm-hmm. where you when you open the wine. And uh, um, if you leave San Barbaresco in the glass and you wait some hours, you can feel the evaluation and it will be even, even better. So don't be afraid to keep a bottle of Barbaresco, a bottle of red yeah. wine as the Barbaresco uh, in your underground cellar or anyway in a fresh place. Uh, storage it for a very long time and don't be uh, afraid to uh, drink it in hours and hours. Sure. Uh, so, okay, so it's not I'll, really a matter of being afraid to drink it it's over being hours. Able to, oh, yeah. hours. It's resist. The, exactly. Yeah. Resist. How do you resist yeah. it? But so what, maybe two bottles. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a, fi- a fine point. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's one, the answer. Michelle, you can join my sales team anytime. <laughs> so how much breathing time would you recommend giving this? So I'm going to be totally honest that I, because I knew that we were drinking it tonight that I opened it this morning. Get Whoa. out of town. They did. So uh, we had our meeting. Uh, I picked your, I think they left around 1030 and I hope that's when I opened it up. I had a, um, I put Amazing. the cork, I just put the cork back you in it. You have incredible willpower. Well, you, but you know what's really funny about it, and, and, and I, I can appreciate it. it if you know you're going to drink a bottle of wine with dinner, mm-hmm. almost any wine, like almost any wine can use air unless it's really old, right? That's the mm-hmm. only time that, and I'm talking like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like if a, if a wine is over 25 years, that's when you don't want it to sit on the counter for. But almost yeah. any other wine, especially even with what we do in here in America and mm-hmm. that, you could literally open it 
a lot of them the day before. I mean, it, it, because they just get better and better and better. That's amazing. Uh, because it's, all, it's all a chemistry <laughs> experiment going on in there, and, and oxygen helps yeah. release all of that. And the, the esters, those smells that come out, that's all from oxygen hitting the wine. And, uh, which, and is can, which is why you swish it around yeah. in your glass and you yeah, get different exactly. experiences. Exactly. And this is a fun because every time you smell this wine, every time you smell it, every time it's you different. taste it, it will be a different yeah. set of flavors. Wow. It's true. So like I, I, I make notes as I'm, mm-hmm. as I'm tasting. And I noticed that the thing that was so cool about this was like, okay, right away on the nose, blackberry, plum, black currant, you know, you get those dark fruits. And... Then I was just, I pulled it back. I didn't sip or anything. I just let that kind of marinade in my nose. (laughs) Uh And moments later, I started getting this herbaceousness. Like I got this kind of sage and rosemary kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. And that came later. And so that just shows me how complex this wine is. And as I've been sipping it, it it continues to expand. I'm getting like leather and cedar and ash and I'm getting a mix of peppercorns, like the pink peppercorns and the, you know, and I'm getting... There are pink peppercorns? There are. There are. Question mark. And I'm also (laughs) getting like a little menthol kind of thing here too. So it's just amazing. I'm keep getting more. Some liquorice also. Yes. uh, I'll just have to say that this wine right here just makes me want to talk more <laughs> and tell stories and sit back by the fire and say, I know you guys have never heard this story before, but let me tell you, mm-hmm. that's what this makes me think mm. of. Um, on a on a panty level, on a lingerie yes. level, oh, it's kind of like, I'm thinking it's it's like the a really nice, and I don't know if this is an actual... Um, an actual fabric for panties, but I'm thinking like a velvet, like a black oh. velvet that kind of shimmers in the light. Doesn't matter which, you know, it's going to look, it might look a little like burgundy on uh, depending on how the light hits it, but then mm. it might look like a little silver in there. Oh, so it's got an it's iridescent complex. quality. It's an iridescent yes. quality. Yes. <laughs> it's complex panties. <laughs> That, that as you so, as you sit in them longer right. and longer. So at some moments they look cheeky and other moments they look full coverage. <laughs> or sultry. Exactly. exactly. I like it. I like at it. one moment you're sultry and the other moment you're just stable. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, but that's, the, that's what I'm seeing. I, you know, that's, I want a pair of those bandages. Oh, right. well, you know, yeah. I'm sure we have somebody out there. That's going to be your next line, clearly speaking, the lingerie line. We're working, working on the panty line. There you go. We're working on it. Definitely are working on that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have oh like, you know, Michelle selections versus Emily selections. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> Panties to match your wine. Oh, I think that would is it, a perfect pairing. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs cheese when you have chocolate and panty? Literally. The marketing images right now. I'm like laying on the couch and in the in the uh, the lingerie with the Oreos. Right. And then the red wine. Right. Like, this is what you got going on. Who knew that an Oreo went so well with Barbaresco? Who <laughs> knew? While I'm wearing my iridescent perfect velvet panties yes. that yeah. might look a little silver, but it could look a little burgundy. Ooh. I'm so complex. <laughs> of course. And this is why I don't get to date. <laughs> this is why men run from Oh, me. my gosh. 
Because you're complex. <laughs> because I'm way complex. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is a wonderful thing, actually. Oh, my goodness. Oh this my is gosh. a fantastic wine. I know. So tell it's, me your tasting notes, Meredith. So I definitely get all those things that you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, just those super dark, lush fruits come out. And then the, the, those those other flavors. Like, I, I think it's so... I've. I always, from Nebbiolo, where, wherever it grows, whether it's Barolo or Barbaresco or Roero, um, there's always this element of what you said, this herbaceousness. And I, mm-hmm. when I went there, like, so I've always had this smell, the mint and the sage and mm-hmm. like, where does this, again, where does this come from? You know, why is this in this wine? And when you walk in the vineyards, you, you look down and I have pictures of wild mint, wild sage. Oh, it's there in It's in the vineyards. And, and this is, I mean, again, we talk about those microbes that like, cause it doesn't make sense that that flavor is there when it's, there's the, that plant and there's that grape, yes. you know, it doesn't really make sense, but. Well, and really I, I think it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And, once you put it all together. And, uh, you know, I, I also know that there are, you know, some of these more organic, um, wines that, that plant herbs all yes. around the vines uh, to, that are natural deterrents of yeah, different pests and, and pests, right? Yep. And so I imagine that that's also a process of chemistry or, t- mm-hmm. or, you know, of learning. Okay, what are the plants that we want to put near our vines that add the right kind of flavor profile to our grapes? Because there's a wide variety of plants that have those pesticide right. qualities. Right, and so that that part is very interesting. What they do in the vineyards. I mean, it is. Um, because again, these are people that want to keep their vineyards for their families, right? This is not, mm-hmm. this is not somebody that's going to go out and spray. Almost, I think in my portfolio, I only have two wineries in my, and I represent over forty um, that use spray sometimes. Like in that, that's if they have to use it. Like um, something's going bad, right? And if, it, like, if, like they'd rather, you know, they have to make some money, but typically it is not used. And and these are these are excellent examples of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm. Uh, Perfect, agree. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. It's really great. And uh, and my favorite one, one of these things about this wine, because this is a special wine. This is this is a wine. One of the things I love, and I, and I tell people, this is the kind of wine that you could buy for somebody who's getting married or having a baby, and that they can put it away oh, and save it for save it for an anniversary or a birthday. Oh. Or, like that we have a we got in the two thousand four, and my niece is uh, was born then, and I I put bottles away so that when she's twenty one. We can drink oh, this wine, right? So you could you could you could lay this down for twenty years, Absolutely. no problem. Absolutely, yeah. yeah in fact, uh, for example, the reserva from this winery um, is today the twenty twenty two thousand and four. So they are selling right now the res- the Barbaresco Canova reserva two thousand and four, and it's just wonderful now. Mm. And uh, with uh, that tasting now. Uh, we don't have years. here, but yeah. uh, uh, it's wonderful to see how it is uh, uh, so drinkable and so nice to enjoy uh, that uh, vintage now. And y- you really can uh, feel and understand the longevity of these kind of grapes. Of course, Barbaresco is made with the Nebbiolo grapes, as uh, for the Barolo. I no. have a question for you that's off topic. <laughs> And it, it, this also applies to you, Meredith. You both are clearly passionate and knowledgeable about wine. What is your other great passion? 
Mm-hmm. Great passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, do you live and breathe wine alone? Or are there other things that inspire Emily, can, you? I to can this answer step? this for them. It's clearly speaking the podcast. <laughs> it is true. It is that is their Especially that is their now. other great passion. I, <laughs> I can totally answer that question for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pressure's off. It's okay. fine. Thank yeah, you. I knew I knew that was your answer. Yeah, Emily was trying to get you there. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I mean, we I I you know I we all have multiple things we enjoy, and and you know Michelle, you're you're wonderful at your um, improv. Oh, and yeah. and a, a amazing funny. author, and I yeah. have you know I play music and I have art, and so you know we all have other passions that we enjoy as well. Yeah. And I'm just curious, it, it, you as a person, mm. what is something that uh, I have a lot of other passions? Yeah, and uh, but of course uh, I like to make sports. I have uh, a passion to spend uh, time uh, with people. But uh, if I can come back to the wine, the wine can be a, a good uh, pairing with all the occasions. Sure, occasion. I totally agree. <laughs> because even <laughs> if you maybe take a, a run, yeah, you can drink the it end, at the end. <laughs> you Fantastic. can enjoy the run with, with yeah. a glass of wine with your friends. I love it. Uh, it just makes so. it really a long run if you're drinking while you're running. It just, <laughs> it just makes it like it takes forever to get to the finish line. <laughs> but I, you, but you, you actually enjoyed it. might not make it to the finish line. You might end <laughs> oh, up at a little cafe on the side of your run. Well, all the all the other runners when they're running <laughs> running by me and they're like, why does she keep talking? Why is she like, I just want to talk to everybody, right? <laughs> this is a line, I'm running. Tell me about your passion. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Meredith, <laughs> we're not going to let you off the hook. Oh, so, oh, my friends would say that my passion is wine because it's I, and work because I, I do. But, you know, that goes along with building a business, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to do. So I would say that that takes up a huge amount of my time. I do love, I love cooking. I was going to say, you're passionate about food I as do, well. I do, I do love yeah. cooking. Uh, I love cooking for my friends. I mean, that's, I've had the privilege of living with a chef for 20 years here and there. And that's what you're doing for your birthday, right? You're, <laughs> Although she's cooking. Yeah, but, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And um, besides that, I, I love my gardens and yeah. I, you know, if I when I have time to do those things, <laughs> you right, know, right. I think we are both very la- very lucky because uh, uh, our passion is our job. Right. And when you make a job with passion, everything is easier. Yes, when you true. do what you love, mm-hmm. everything is much easier. Mm-hmm. And Emily and I, we, we both love our, oh, we love our podcast. Absolutely. absolutely. This is a passion too. also for yeah. us. I, I remember um, one time I, I spent, I, our listeners have heard me say that I, I spent some time on the road where I traveled quite a bit. And um, at, what, at one point I was in, a, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which I, I think it's a great city. And I was having dinner by myself, as I always did when I traveled, because I traveled alone most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting outside, lovely evening, having a great wine. And um, and there was a table of, I could, of Italian um, men, you know, talking, <laughs> and like one or two locals. And they were having a wonderful time. And 
I eventually ended up joining their table because they saw I was by myself and they thought that was just a tragic thing, you know, <laughs> that I was by myself yes. and invited me. And I was like, I always love meeting interesting people. And so I was like, sure, you know, I'll join your table. And several bottles of amazing Italian wine later, you know, one of the one of the locals was like, see, he was he was trying to appeal, appeal to these men that were from Italy to move their business to Michigan. And he was like trying to sell them on the fact that, oh, life is better in the United States because property is cheap and, you know, we have all this luxury and this and that. So he's like, see, you just need to move here. Isn't it marvelous? And this one man man said, why on earth would I want to do that? (laughs) He he said, at home, at home, I go home for dinner and— when we have dinner, we have dinner for three, four hours, and we have friends and family all at that dinner, and we are talking about life, and we are enjoying life. And and I would not give that up for any amount of money because it's having those conversations about being around the people that I love that is the, the best gift I could ever have. And it was such a wake-up moment for me. You know, because at that time I was I was that company woman wor- working in the grind. Mm-hmm. You know, willing to give it all up for the paycheck, and yes. it it gave me that perspective of, oh, they're onto something over there. They really yeah. are. I came away um, in, from my travels in uh, in Italy so far. There there are a few things that I take away from from the Italian people and, and what they do. One is I appreciate their laser focus. Like they're they're laser focused on what you on what you do in Italy, right? So from region to region, it's their own thing. It is not muddled by. Um, if you go to a restaurant in Piedmont, it's Piedmont Piedmontese food, Piedmontese wine, mm. uh, um, produce, things like that. Tuscany is the same way, you know, and uh, the Veneto is the same way. Um, yes, we are Emilio Reggiano. That's exactly right. that's, that's where you get your name. Yeah, exactly. Emilio Reggiano. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd remember it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I it starts with an R. Emilio Reggiano. I think oh, it's Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah, yeah. No, not part. There's no P. Emilio Romagna. Emilia Romagna. Emilia Romagna. Yeah. 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 Maybe uh, Emilia yeah, Romagna. Yeah. yeah. He's the name of the region. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Monica Nisabella. <laughs> and then I think the other. I think the other thing that I. I think. Uh, that I love and what I take away too is that uh, it's a philosophy of life that is family, food, then work, right? That that is the that's the hierarchy of how they think. It's about taking care of their families, what they're going to eat that day, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? and drink with it, and then and then work. Yeah. They they know how to take a little time off and to appreciate their family and to breathe. Yeah, we have a really um, strong history and a strong culture. Close to the uh, yeah. close to our families. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I personally love enjoy the time with my family. Um, also, because uh, my job uh, bring me to travel a lot. So when I'm in my home, I really love to enjoy the time in my small town yeah. with my family. And uh, you treasure it. Where's your yeah. favorite place to travel? Uh, St. Louis. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know the answer it's to this one too. Time, <laughs> it's my third time here in St. Louis, yeah. and thanks to Tavolo Vigneto, I always uh, really enjoy the time. Um, 
but uh, there are so many places where I would like to 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 go, go in my future. Mm-hmm. And um, I visited a lot of uh, wonderful places. I can't say right now which sure. one was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Well, I have to say that this has been a wonderful conversation. A decadent this is delight, decadent right? delight. It's been a, a yeah. education. I think this is the first episode we've really like mm-hmm. delved like the whole time we talked about wine, wine. Yeah. and the impact and and being a, a female in the wine industry and and that and that was nice. You know, it was very nice to really um, discover so much about both bottles both guests um and and italia yes and, and this passion that is at the foundation of our podcast absolutely i mean this is <laughs> this is simpatico as the italians say we're <laughs> simpatico here but i this is wonderful and i hope that the next time you're in town elena meredith let's hook up we'll do another show you know we mm-hmm. can have i'm sure you have With more pleasure more With wines for pleasure. us to drink I'll be coming to see you in September <laughs> if Emily can I work it out in her schedule. In her she'll come luggage. too. Yes. <laughs> and um, and I wish both of you a happy birthday. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. How do you say happy birthday in Buon compleanno. Oh, the Spanish. And uh, if I can uh, leave you with uh, yeah. the motto of my company yeah. is uh, drink well, drink Italy. Oh, that's wonderful. See, I wanted to respond with the only other language I know, which is French. And I was like, oh, well, say fantastique. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't quite work, does it? Well, anyway, marvelous having you here. Thank you for joining Uh, us. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.